This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. On the edge of the box is Madden. Madden trying to manufacture the shot. Gets it away. Yeah! Oh my word! What a goal from Paddy Madden. The Irishman strikes again. Sure, you just did that to throw me off. Then I don't like to moan. Don't, I don't like to moan, but I just think I'll be a lot happier as a person when they finally induct Banana Man into the Avengers. To be honest, that's all I'm hanging on for. Hello and welcome to the Cow Award, the show that's just glad everyone got back from Barrow in one piece. We've seen Stranger Things, haven't we? And it, it could have been a lot fucking worse. Yes, it's time for your weekly spoonful of county medicine. So lean back and say ah. This week it's probably more appropriate to say ah. Joining me, Nick Lee, is a man who once fell in a river in France. He was quite literally insane. insane. Hey! <laughs> no, he's, he's actually frustratingly sane. Probably why he won't sleep with me. It's the man himself, Mr. Russ Johnson. Hello, Russ. How do you, all right? Yeah, obviously, we, we, talked, we talked last week for a bit about introducing people and stuff, because we gave, we gave Roger Wilde, he, he was referred to as none other than, so that's yes. why I've tried out Mr. Russ Johnson. But right. that sounds too grand. It's like, welcome to the stage, Mr. Elton John. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you're quite quite there yet. But yeah, you're all right anyway, man. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. Did you notice the technical hitch? Well, there, there weren't technical hitches before. That was me. That was that was a computer user non-technical issue. That. No, it's, 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 I, I, I hope everybody's worked that one out by now. Yeah. <laughs> what if, if you have worked that out, then become a member of a fan club on the Patreon. Slick, slick. £3 a month gets you exclusive, instant access to the audio version of this podcast 36 hours before everyone else and gives you a load of other bonus stuff, including merchandise discounts, priority and free tickets for live events. And also, you're just doing a good thing by supporting us to do this. That we've It was going so well. And then the words just all... I was speaking too quick for the words to us. They fell off the page. They fell off the page, didn't they? Words are my tool. Um, yeah, speaking of merchandise, I don't know if you see, I'm not going to show, they're just, they're just samples, but we're on our way to getting some merchandise for you good people. We're not the only two mugs on this show now, are we? Well done. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. (laughs) (laughs) Um, shall I tell everybody what's coming up? Tell them, please God tell them. Okay, so tonight we have fan guest Richard Singleton. He's going to join us imminently uh, for the whole show. And we've got um, Daniel Nice from from No Fixed the Podcast. I don't think there's a No, no Fixed about then. Right? Yeah, well, I saw, I saw well, I see it. No Fixed the Podcast. So he, he's not associated to a f- podcast, but he's a Doncaster Rovers fan. And he's going to give us the insight into Saturday's game, who we play on Saturday. I'm happy with that this. anyway, because I, I think people who do football podcasts are weirdos anyway, so... Probably not wrong. Um, weirdos, nerds and virgins. 
before, before we get um, those two out, just want to say hello to all of our usual watchers uh, and followers. John CC, you're going to get mentioned first this time. Matt Bryan, Jamie Willis, Cal Williams, Phil Lloyd, Alex Skinner, Damon's on, Ian Dowden, friend of the podcast. Welcome and good evening. Surprise, you're all not watching United. Why, why are you watching United, Nick? I thought you were... Well, to be honest, mate, until, an hour, ago, huh? I, until an hour ago, I thought it was Tuesday. <laughs> right, fair enough. <laughs> Got to about 10 past six. I was like, oh, oh, God, it's Wednesday. Yeah, so that's where I am in my life right now. Going, going well. Fair dues. Okay, shall we get our fan guest out? I've got a little introduction for him because we're going to do this for every fan guest that we get on from now on. We're yeah. going to get three questions to answer. Balls out for that uh, Northwest Football Award this year, aren't we? Yeah, we're just copying what the olden podcast do because they won it, so it's got to be right, hasn't it? Yeah. Anyway, um, so Richard Singleton, his first game was Gillingham in February 1972, 1-2-1. And after that, he was hooked. His um, best goal ever, he says, Tom Bennett versus Vale, that he's seen live, by the way. It's got to be that you've seen it live. You can't just come along and say, oh, sorry, on YouTube. Um, Tom Bennett versus Vale, December 98, liquid football. Um, and I forgot what the third question was. Um, because of my impressionable... <laughs> oh, yeah, stupid, isn't it? Because of my impressionable age and context and the general atmosphere on the night... Oh, Best game that he's ever been to as well. There you go. 2-1 win against West Ham in 1972. You're saying that like it surprises me, but I read the answers at the same time. No, that was for the audience, Nick. I wasn't just talking to you. We've got an audience. Okay. It probably won't come across on the audio version, that. It'll just look like you're being needlessly snippy towards me. (laughs) I'm not saying I don't deserve it. it I'll, I'll come across to everybody that's listening. Anyway, should we get him out? I'll listen to you much more. Cheers. Yeah. Wow. Hang on. Hello. Tap that. Good evening. Are you okay? Yeah, Thank you for that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Glad to have you on. Uh, there's a bit of a story how we met, isn't there? So we'll we'll tell that later. <laughs> from a couple of yeah. from a couple of Saturdays ago. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, everyone's uh, thinking, what could that be? But uh, you'll explain. <laughs> I will yeah. explain. Well, I think I mentioned it last week, actually. But for those that weren't listening last week, there you go. Um, yeah, so you stick around, Richard. You stick around for the full show. We'll talk about County. We'll talk about Barrow, the Doncaster match. We'll talk about yourself. I know you support County and your experiences and those things that we've already alluded to. Uh, in, with no further ado, shall we get Daniel out from the... Can I just say one thing before he comes on? The yeah. last time I was at Bellevue watching County, Stuart Hall. Oh yeah, graced Stuart Hall was the Kenny Boxall equivalent. Oh, was so he? I hope, I hope you can bring that up. And I'm going to have to get a charger for my phone. So while you're talking to him, just bring that. Up. I must have been. It was in the era, early Bagara era. Right. So uh, I think we, it was one all or something like that. Anyway, crack on. Crack good on. memory, good memory. Right. <laughs> Loving that. Right. I think we're gonna have fun with it. I think we're gonna have fun with Richard on this show tonight. Right, okay, let's get Daniel out. Um and we'll talk about the match on Saturday. Hello, Daniel. Evening. How is everyone? All right, mate. How are you? Good. Yeah, good, thank you. Good, good. Uh more importantly. 
how are Doncaster Rovers doing? What's let's let's I mean let's talk about Doncaster Rovers. Obviously, we're playing each other on Saturday. We've got a few things to cover in terms of not not least Kyle Noyle, James Brown, maybe a bit of Tommy Rowe. Um, but first, just give us a, an overview of your season so far. Are you playing above, below expectations? I think we know the answer, but do you want to hear, hear it from the horse's mouth? Yeah, I think from my own perspective, um, we're pretty much where I thought we'd be. Um, I think after having a season and a half of turmoil in League One coming down, um, I thought we'd find it quite difficult. I think the last couple of times we've been in this division, we've come straight out of it. So I think there was expectation, but based on the situation we're in, um, we came down with an inexperienced manager in Gary McSheffrey, no real style of football, um, a lot of change on and off the field. And I think I just thought, yeah, I was on a a show at the start of the season I think somebody had us at third and somebody had us at 20th and I said I'm sure we'll be smack bang sort of in the middle of that which is pretty much where we are at the minute so um, we're still not far off the playoffs but um, as you can probably tell with our record 14 wins 14 defeats four draws I think we drew two of the first three games so we've literally been win or lose pretty much all the way through in no particular order doesn't really matter who we've played. Like we've played well against the top teams. We've been awful against the bottom teams. And we're just sort of right in the middle. And that's probably where we deserve to be, I'd say. So, I guess from your perspective then, has it been a bit flat this season? Because mid-table is a bit flat, isn't it? Um, we, we've been we, we've been praying for a season mid-table, to be honest, because we've had excitement for years. But, um, yeah, has it been a bit flat from your perspective? Yeah, a little bit, but um, I think coming down, um, because we've lost so many games over the last season and a half, it's like we've seen other clubs do it. And it's if you don't stop that slide, you know, teams like Chesterfield and Oldham and Scunny just down the road from us, you can quickly tumble towards the bottom again, can't you? So from my perspective, we had such a difficult looking start. Um, I think Bradford away, first game, sort of summed it up. Um, we needed to get some points on the board. And so I've no issue with it being a sort of season of sort of stability. Um, but I think the problem we had was we started so well. I think after six games, we'd got 14 points, which was our best start for a few years. And I think everyone thought we're just going to do what Orient have done. But we didn't play particularly well in a few of those games and then results caught up with us and then we've just started to lose more games so yeah from my perspective I think a sort of boring mid-table season is probably what we have to accept but um, who knows I mean we've still got 14 games left and we have got on the odd run this season so there's still time to either make a climb or just be the next Wimbledon or crew or Grimsby just in that sort of middle period where you can't go either way, I guess. Yeah. So how's everyone's favourite atmosphere correspondent James Brown getting on for you? <laughs> he's um he's slotted in pretty well to be fair. Um I think yeah, going on with Kyle Noyle, I mean he was really good in the first part of the season playing right wing back, um sort of flying up and down the right hand side. Danny Schofield, for some reason, sort of converted him into a right-sided centre-back for the last few games. 
So before he left, it was almost like his threat to the opposition had kind of totally gone. So by the time he left, we haven't missed him as much as we might have done, if that makes sense. Um, so Brown's kind of come in and just slotted in to sort of replace who had replaced Noyle, which is it's been fine. I think if he'd have come straight in to replace Noyle, it'd have been like a it'd have been hard for him, but he's actually just kind of slotted in and looked pretty good to be fair. It looked fairly it looked all right for us, didn't he? I I, I don't think there was Yeah. Yeah, he looked he was solid. He was solid. Yeah. yeah. He played in he played in that right centre back bit uh, on on occasion as well, point. didn't he, for us? Yeah. Yeah, it just didn't seem to be fancied by the management for whatever reason, did he? I thought he was good. I thought he was a good player and uh, he's, he's from a good kind of background, I guess, at Blackburn. But uh, and he started off great and I thought he's a more robust player than Southam Hales, uh, possibly what we needed. But I don't, I don't know what happened. It's very strange, the comments he made, wasn't it? Because, because you always get the feeling that the county group are well, good, well knitted together and all that sort of stuff. So was it sour grapes? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, reading the article itself, it didn't sound like he was having a go. He, he, he was, I don't know, I didn't read into it that he was having a go at our squad or our um, our cohesion or anything like that. It just, it just, it felt, it felt like it was the media doing it, you know, with this big headline. And yeah, yeah. when you actually read the text, it was, there was, there was picking something much, out. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 I mean, that's that's how I looked into it. Um, okay, currently starting thirteenth. Is there a sense that is there a sense amongst the, amongst the fan base that because you, of the size of the club that you are, and I know you've been down to non-league like us, and you were back up. Is there a sense that you are underachieving generally, though? And, and does that has that been coming across in the stands this season? Yeah, there's been a weird mix, really. I think yeah, most people probably think we are underachieving. Um, like I say, I started following in sort of the early nineties, so the team I first saw were. Um, you know, finished fourth from bottom of the football league. Obviously, at Bellevue, as was mentioned before, you know, we didn't even have a proper car park, let alone a, a team of any note. Um, so, to me, I've seen pretty much everything. I think, you know, we've been in the conference as much as we've been in the championship. Mm. We've floated between. So, um, I never really expect a huge amount, if that makes sense. Like, obviously, you hope not to end up back in non-league. That's the that was my main concern at the start of this season. Like we were that bad last season. Let's not start badly because it's difficult, isn't it, when you get, you know, like Gillingham. Um obviously they've had an investment in money, but without that, you know, they could have tumbled out of both divisions. So um but yeah, I think a lot of our younger fans, um you know, who started following us as we went up the leagues. Obviously, this is the worst season we've yeah. ever had, you know, <laughs> yeah. from their perspective. So I think, yeah, there's there's mixed views. I think we probably should be doing a bit better. But having said that, I think the current situation, and again, we've got another sort of rookie manager who's making his way. He's trying to play football, which is going to take time. I think at least we've now got a a style of football and I think it will be a long-term plan but hopefully you know McSheffy did his best but there was just no real style to it I can't even describe how we played it was almost like in league one you know try not to concede 
if you go one nil down, make sure you don't go two nil down straight away. It was like if we score, you know, just kick it forward and defend. It was just really, it was a difficult job for him. But I think Schofield, although it's not always going to work, we're trying to play out from the back. We're trying to play a bit better football, and I think at least you can see, you know, with some of the recruitment he made in January, like a better sort of long-term vision for it. But equally. You know, he's not going to win every game and have us playing like Real Madrid, is he? Or, you know, he wouldn't have got sacked at Huddersfield 10 games in to start with. So I'm probably one of the more patient fans is probably the right word. But equally, I didn't really expect anything other than let's hope we're not having as bad a season as the one before, which (laughs) is not particularly ambitious, is it? (laughs) I suppose not, no. Um... What you, what I just you... realised that Danny Schofield is the same one who played for us when we tumbled out of the National League. No, it's not. Five, ga- five, five games on loan in 2013, and he, he was genuinely one of my most hated county players at that, oh. at that time. I think it was... Oh, no, it was either him or John Miles who came on as a sub in the game in, like, March or April, and he had... He had his arms like in his sleeves oh, like that as he was yeah. running on, and I just, I just thought we're getting relegated, we're going down. Not just So thanks for that, Danny Schofield. I've heard his name mentioned so many times in like the last ten minutes. I've been like, oh, maybe that's him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's quite interesting because he was born in Donny. Um, he was always linked with us as a player, but he never played for us. It was like he was always. I thought we'd end up getting him, like probably when you mm. did then, like towards the end. But I think. He does want to play football, but because I think he had a career in the lower leagues, he has quickly realised, A, we're not capable of it, and B, until you get your own players in, it's going to be difficult. So I think he's not afraid to like come and play like a League Two team, if that makes sense. So I think in the long term, it could be a good balance, but I do feel for him because he is trying to change it completely, and that is not easy when you come in sort of 14, 15 games in and the pattern's already set to your season, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, yeah. So what, what, do, what do you think for Saturday then? Are you going to come and have a go or how, how, how do you think you'll set up? It's, um, we've been quite strange away. Like we've, we've played well at times and ended up losing. The, the games we've won, we've tended to, I mean, it probably sounds quite obvious, but I think we've won every single game. We've scored the first goal. Um, this season. So we haven't technically dropped any points. Um, but I don't know. I think we sometimes get caught between, I think if it's at nil-nil, we're almost like quite happy with that. And we, the longer the game goes on, the odds seem to drop more in our favour. Like we've conceded the odd late goal, but I think our record late in games is quite good, a bit like the first game, which wasn't much to go on, was it? Because there was that I thought it was a harsh red card. I'm sure you probably did, if I did. Um, Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it looked a bit of a strange decision. Um, but yeah, we have had that knack of, you know, if we score early, we've been quite good at defending that. And if we, the longer it goes on, um, we've nicked games. But I don't know. I don't know if we're in the position where we, I mean, we have been win or lose, but I don't know if we look at it you keep with that approach and you hope you win enough games or whether we think, because after Saturday, we've only got three games against teams that are above us and 10 against teams below us. So I don't know, do we think 
we've got Salford coming up. You know, if we got a point against yourselves in Salford, but we can beat some of these teams below us, we wouldn't be out of it. But we're seven points behind now. So, I mean, it might as well be win or lose, I think, from my perspective. But Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think that's it. I think that's a danger for us, and we'll talk about it later ourselves. Once, well, not behind your back or anything, but once you've gone, <laughs> um, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about it later about that. Um, okay, cool. So let's let's think about wrapping up then. So, um, give us your score prediction then for Saturday. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one. I think um, as daft as it sounds, for some reason, I, I do think it could be a draw. Um, even though we haven't drawn a game for so long um i don't know i think because we have won every game we've scored first that's bound to run out at some point um and we are due to score the first goal i think the last few games we've we've conceded first so it might be one of them that if we do score we're perhaps not quite um good enough to hold on but i don't know it could be anything from we've had some real like horrible like three nils away it could be something like that if you score early or the longer the game goes on like no real score would surprise me but there are, weirdly there are quite a number of connections aren't there with Noyle Brown like say Tommy Rose just come yeah. back yeah I mean he literally plays everywhere it looks like he's left wing back now because our left wing backs got injured I mean Tommy's just <laughs> wherever he has to play he plays and does a decent job so um, I don't know if I had to stick my neck out I'd probably go for like a one each but it wouldn't surprise me if we get hammered or equally if we sort of nick a one nil I think nothing would surprise me to be honest Fair dues One final question that I'm not allowed to ask but um, Nick can uh, yeah, I, 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 what we're looking at in terms of... I could just read the question. I don't know why I'm trying to phrase it. I could just... No questions <laughs> there. You can, you can see the question. <laughs> Sold many tickets. <laughs> um, I was looking. We normally do announce it, but the away following's been pretty good this year. I think the only thing for some reason is a lot of... You have to buy them in advance for our away games. I don't know if that's the same with mm-hmm. everyone now, but I think that has affected... Um, but it has surprised me at times how many fans I've travelled. I mean, it, it's a decent um, away trip. I mean, obviously, we haven't... I should have looked it up, but I can't remember the last time we played at Edgeley Park. It must be... It's got to be getting... It's probably the last season... When we, well, the first season we came back on. It's probably getting on for 20 years, actually. Yeah, um, possibly. Quite Possibly. So I think um, there'll be a decent crowd. But, um, yeah, the atmosphere should be quite good. And hopefully we, like you say, I think we might as well come and there's nothing really to lose from our perspective other than even more ground. But I think we're, <laughs> we're, far, we're far enough out of it for it not, like we lost to Bradford last week. But I think, you know, it could have been nil-nil. But for, for the sake of both teams, like it was better that one team won. Obviously, you hope it's your own team, but I mean, you look at like Walsall, who just seem to draw every game, and they're just you don't get anywhere, do you? Whereas if you do win three games, you can go from like 15th to 7th. So, yeah, I'd probably rather we carried on doing that, although it's not good 
obviously for Scope, we're trying to build something in the long term, but until it's mathematically impossible, we might as well just go for it, I think. Yeah. Well, um, I've, 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 I've locked it up because, you know, well, Wellness is doing all, all the cool stuff. Well, I beat you to it, so <laughs> I've, got an, I've got an extra tidbit as well. So, ah. yeah, the last time we played at Edgeley Park was 16th of April 2005, and it was a 4-2 Doncaster win. But also, um, County and Doncaster played in the longest game. They did. Yeah, 1946, was it? Was it 1946? Was it 1946? Yeah. I wasn't alive, us, but yeah. Um, possibly. We played each other a couple of times that uh, that that year. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that wasn't that a cup match, though, Nick? So don't, don't, don't. Well, well, I thought it was, but according to this thing from the... Oh, yeah, it was a... It was a third division North Cup match. First game yeah. finished two apiece, and then there was a. I'm assuming a replay, and after extra time, after um, first game finished two two, as did the second, and then no no goals in extra time, and it continued after yep. a little under th- three hours. County got a winner, and then it got disallowed, disallowed for handball, and the, 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 yeah, two hundred and three minutes it was in total. That's uh. Don't want that. One. Mind you, the way the way some of the referees are, it's probably like probably the same. This time. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it sort of feels like this sort of game that should have happened most seasons. Yet we haven't really played one another. Like, I mean, I did the completed the ninety two again earlier this season, but oh, nice. like Stockport was one of the last grounds I visited on that. I didn't go to that four two. I'm trying to recall that season. Um, 2005, yeah. yeah. So good stuff. We, we, we were starting yeah. to like go go on our on our way down at that point, weren't we? I think. Yeah. I think we're going opposite ways again. By the look of it, I think you're on there. I think you're nailed on for the top seven and possibly even automatic. Um, and we'll probably miss out this year. But I think it's such an open league, isn't it? There's so many. I don't think you can tell. There's not many teams I've watched and thought they look like the position they're in, you know, for various reasons. But I was quite impressed with you in that first game, just in the, you know, to score with 10 men and defend that well for so long. It was a bit of a, well, I think obviously we deserved to win, but it was a bit of a robbery the way it came about in the end. But. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Good stuff, right? Daniel, thank you so much for coming on. Cheers, really man. appreciate it. Um, are you travelling to Edgley Park on Saturday? Yeah, I'm hoping to. Although I haven't got a ticket at the minute and my time will be running out if I have to get one before. But um, yeah, I'm hoping to um, get up on Saturday. Good stuff. Well, enjoy enjoy the day, but hopefully not the result. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, cheers, cheers for coming on, mate. Appreciate it. Speak to you soon. You're welcome. Take care. Okay. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye. There we go. Daniel Nice, Doncaster Rovers fan. Um, Ian Dowden says score prediction. He predicted a, a draw. He didn't really say, he just said he'd get, hopefully get a draw from their perspective. Um, Richard is having technical issues, huge technical issues. Um, yeah. So we'll hope that Richard comes back. Otherwise, you've just got me and Nick. 
Um, should, we just, should we push the Patreon again? Should we give him a minute? Yeah, give him a minute. Go on then. Yeah, let's do it. Nick, can I ask you a question? Sounds like you just have, mate, but you crack on. How do you like your content? Well, I'm glad you asked. Personally, Russ, I like mine hot and fresh out the kitchen. We've discussed this. What? We had that meeting about you referencing R. Kelly and we agreed it was too problematic and you wouldn't do it anymore. Sorry, mate. It's just the best combination of words to describe just one of the many benefits that members of the Scarf Brigado or Fan Club get for the very reasonable price of just three English pounds a month. And not only that, there are discounts on merchandise, exclusive access to live events, bonus episodes and all sorts of fun to make it worth your while. You see, to get the weekly audio podcast immediately after broadcast, 36 hours before everybody else. So hit the link in the description and join now for just three quid a month and help support the only podcast for county fans by county fans. All that plus exclusive early announcements and anything else we can think of. That was alright, wasn't it? It was. I'm just not sure about the R. Kelly thing. Very quiet. I'm Hello. back. Oh, thank you. back. This is... Oh, this was meant to be the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> Um, my, I have to thank my wife Phoebe because she's legged in with her phone, which is obviously better than mine. Um, but mm. uh, I'm on, so it should be all right from now on. Right. I better put this phone in as well. So I'm what stuck. did he say? <laughs> well, we won't go. We won't go over everything he said. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but he, he said um, they're hoping for a draw, but they're not sure what's going to happen. But I've got to say, Richard, you are in good company. Because the a yeah. lot of the people there's a, there's been there's been the odd person that's had technical issues with this, not least Roger Wilde last week. So you're in you're in uh, good company uh, with Roger Wilde, aren't you? <laughs> I know, I know. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I've built it up. I've got about a thousand people watching, and, uh, <laughs> and my, my daughter thousand more than we normally get. <laughs> my daughter said my face I was going to the wrong side, sideways, yeah. and all that. So. I'll never be asked again, but please give me a chance. Please give me a chance. <laughs> Don't worry about it, mate. That's technology. A, bloody hell, we, we mess up all the time and we're on it every week. Well, I, I mess up all the time. Let's, let's have it right. Yeah, do you, remember, do you remember when we did a live podcast and we forgot to record it? That was good, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, it's my first uh, time, is it? So. Anyway, welcome. Welcome to the Scarf Bagara War. Um... Shall we just start with Saturday's match, Barrow away? Now, I didn't, didn't play. Go. We didn't play. We did, well, clearly no we didn't. We didn't no, no game Saturday. Just crap. Move no. on to Doncaster. <laughs> did uh, Richard, did you go on Saturday? Uh, funnily enough, no. I had my grandkids that, uh, and we were in St. Anne's. And I, I, I had a bad feeling about the game, partly because I thought the writing was on the wall a little bit at Dale. Um which I didn't think we were brilliant. And and I know Pete Wilde um, was there at that game. And he probably thought, if you just get into him and... And the other thing is, oh, you've got the Elliot newbie. He's, he's obviously thinking, and Whitfield, you know, they've been um, turned away by the club. So they're, they're obviously going to be up for it. And Peter Wilde seems to have something against us. I don't know if that's imagined or yeah. what have you. yeah. I'll tell you one thing though, in a in a weird roundabout way, it, those the three players, Madden, Horsefall and um Sarsavik, uh I know Horsefall's fit, but he couldn't really cut them in even if they were all fit because we we've done we've done brilliantly without those players. So 
you know, to win five on the trot without those players. But now at least he can bring Horsefall in. Yeah. Hopefully Paddy. Because I think um, uh, Alafi, he's, he's going to be a good player for us. But he's, he's still young and he's, he's not experienced. So he's, no, he's no, no Paddy Madden just yet. Mm. But uh, I, I imagine they didn't expect that he'd be playing this much initially. So um, yeah, I, I think it might work out in, in a strange kind of way. And, and obviously, Challenger was pretty livid, wasn't he? So, uh, but, but I, I don't know how you saw it. I, I saw the highlights and read all the reports, but it doesn't sound a good game at all. Yeah, I, I watched the I watched the stream and then uh, trip. I had a little trip over to Namibia to watch the stream, and I, I, I think. We're on a bit of a hide into nothing with the team selection, really, because yeah. it was. I mean, we've mentioned on the last few last few shows that we've been not been playing at our best, particularly away, but still picking up the results. So on the back of five wins in a row, if he goes and changes the team, and then we lose at Barrow, yeah. It, well, why has he changed the team? Yeah. And but but now now he's got he's got an excuse to mix it up a bit now. I think there'll be a few changes, and that, that week break will make a big difference now as well. I think. Do you think? Do you think the week's break is a good, a good break or a bad break? Because when you ask a manager or players, I mean, Charlie will say different one. He'll just say, "Well, it is what it is." But players like to keep on playing, don't they? They want a Tuesday match. I know, as fans or as a fan, I want a Tuesday match to get over the the Saturday match. Do you think this has been a? Do you think we can use this as a, as a good, or do you think it's been a, it'll be a negative having this week long break? I think it's a good, good bit. We've not really lost too much ground, have we? Really. And um, just get them back because they 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 looked a bit tired at, at Rochdale. As I say, I didn't see the uh, I only saw the highlights of the Barrow game and what people said. And um, you know, and the thing is, people the demands on players over a season is they, they are massive. And you're going to have times when they're not playing brilliantly. Um, that happened last season, you know, towards the end, and um, it. I, I always think at this stage of the season, the games, the quality is never quite as good whenever as the start when everyone's uh, kind of fresh. And obviously, we were losing, but other teams were fresh. And um, I'm not saying we were losing every game, but we weren't playing brilliantly. But I just think it kind of tails off a little bit the quality um, of the games. So I don't know if you think that, but. Uh, um, Playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, you know, big crowds. So the opposition is always lifted, I think, when they play us, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I think our, our strength in depth will come to the fore now, won't it? Because, like you say, I totally agree with you. You can't put those three back in. I mean, I'm not sure they're all actually ready yet. I know Horsefall is, but you can't put those three back in in a winning team because, you, you obviously, like you say, hiding to nothing. Um, so I think they will come back now. Um, the comments are coming in. Please do get your comments in, and we'll put we'll put the the well I say the best ones up. We don't always put the best ones up. Funniest sometimes as well. Um, but people are agreeing are agreeing here. So Andy Baldwin says they look tired. Probably go with that. So if it, um, that's how I feel when I have to go to Barrow. I feel tired. <laughs> yeah. You just get off the train. You're like, oh god, I'm knackered now. Yeah. Ooh. Ew. Um, but yeah, something about something about um, Pete Wilde as well. He has got some sort of hoodoo on us, hasn't he? Because he's beat us. He's a gym. He's such a gym. <laughs> do, 
<laughs> Do you know, I watched him on the, he was on the Boundary Park Alert System a couple of weeks ago on their phone-in. And he was, he was all right. I, I, I liked him. Uh, but I don't like this this thing, this new phase, this new thing in lower this league football. Performative this bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen this, Richard, where at the end of they're all the managers are punching the air at the crowd at the fans and stuff? Yeah. I've not seen it. Yeah. Pete Wilde, yeah. Pete Wilde's I, I, done it. He, he, well, as someone pointed out, he did do it at the previous game that he'd won as well. I think it was Bradford, was it, or something? And yeah. um, it's, a, it's probably just something we've invented. Um, you know, the persecution complex that we have. Because um, <laughs> I had a theory that uh, everyone was out to get us no matter what, you know, to stop the rise of Stockport County, uh, which I uh, bore my uh, two uh, colleagues who come to the matches with me about that everyone's out to get us FIFA. Uh, and, and that was more to do with the sendings <laughs> off at the start of the season, where the uh, particularly the Southam Hales at Doncaster, yeah, which was... Uh, ridiculous wasn't it and suddenly we never get some players sent off now so i don't know what's yeah. happened weird, <laughs> weird, isn't it? You that now. hey you jinx that now that's it now the referee's gonna have a shocker on uh yeah. on, I, on thought, I thought we were gonna get a player sent off uh stevenage before the game i just the, the way they were talking about the way stevenage play and uh, mm. the manager and i thought and surprisingly they, they weren't that bad i didn't think no. Do you know what I mean? They, no, they weren't I was expecting like, terrible things. Yeah, uh, and they 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 weren't too bad at all. So, uh, but I can't remember what I was talking about. Can you? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, we, this we, is what we, we do every week. This is what this we, is we do. We do this. <laughs> we'll start talking about dancing unicorns in a minute. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> Andrew Hopwood says, "I'm not going to put it up, but he does say the punchy thing. Uh, Pete Wilde does it all the time." Um, he did that when he played us. Yeah, he did, but it started to spread now, hasn't it? It's the clop, it's the clop thing, isn't it? Um, I don't think as, Klopp started. I don't think he did. It, but... seems, it seems genuine with Klopp though, because he's, he's quite an intense character, isn't it? Yeah, but what what I think well, Pete, what, Wilde, what... Pete Wilde looks like a little Lego man. <laughs> Well, what annoys me about it is Steve, Steve Evans has started doing it. There was somebody else doing it the other day as well, and I just think you've you've won a game of Division Four football. <laughs> Come on, Charlie did it, it at Hartlepool. When he was at Hartlepool as well, but maybe it's just like what, what, did they, that's when they won promotion, though, wasn't it? Going. It, 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 it did it in League Two as well. I'm sure, he did it in League Two did as well it? when we were winning games oh. in League Two. Oh. Do you know what? We should go back to the days of Alf Ramsey when England <laughs> won the World Cup. It's just the brisk handshake. There you uh, go. That's that's what I like. Yeah, a nice cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. Well done, well done, sir. Yeah. Well, so you you watched the big match revisited or the old match of the days when they all scored. They literally like put their hands up or something, and then shook, every, when they walked back, everyone shook each other's hand, didn't they? It's like, oh, yeah, Hello, thank like you. Uh, our, best one, uh, our best one of that was uh, Kilner at uh, Main Road, wasn't it? When when we beat them, because he he really did the full Pete Wild for that book, <laughs> rightly so. Right. Yeah, so. and that's what I mean. So the, if the circumstance calls for it, I, I, I'm happy with that. And this is my opinion, by the way. If the circumstance it, it calls for it, great. But beating Stockport County one nil at home in a Division Four match, I'm not sure that warrants fist pumping. It's funny it, it, with County. Like well, yeah, yeah, that's it. We're such a big scalp. This goes goes back to what you're saying, Richard, about everyone wanting to stop us. <laughs> but it makes me laugh with like people like Pete Wilde and Steve Evans because the camera will be on them doing it. 
then the camera pans around to the fans and it's just like 20 people and the dog. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> At least we don't have that. But I remember you said uh, last season that when we were all on 10 talks, um, but then we started winning all the games and you said only Putin can stop us now. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that sounds like Nick. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad of all the things I've said on there, that gets remembered. That's, I like that. Yeah. Don't I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, Putin had a wry smile when he heard about that. I'm sure he <laughs> <laughs> Just you wait. We well, didn't though, did he? So, no. You know, <laughs> um, so that's the Barrow batch. I did notice that the um, the behind the scenes or the unseen footage for Barrow was Should have stayed 40, unseen. It was about forty-five Slim seconds. Pickings. <laughs> Slim pickings. Let's be honest. I'm amazed they put that. They should have gone in the dressing room after, though. That would have been good. Yeah, yeah they never go in the dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> See, really I, I, like, I like the whole dressing gown, dressing room thing, dressing gown. I love a dressing gown. <laughs> I love, love a dressing gown. Um, no, I, I, I like the, the dressing room thing. When you see, you see it in like games and you... Away days with County are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at Edgeley Park. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Did they yeah. have it for like FA Cup games on BBC, don't mm. they? You know when it's like some non-league side? They'll have like yeah. a little camera. I like a bit of that, yeah. It's nice because it's nice, that's the one in like the age of like the saturation of football media and stuff. That's still one thing mm. that's like relatively unseen, the dressing room thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. A neutral zone, isn't it? Neutral zone. Has anyone ever seen that John Sitton one for uh, Leighton Orient? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's, uh, yes. That's, that's the benchmark, yeah. isn't it? And you can bring your in dinner. <laughs> that's yeah. the one. <laughs> you can bring your dinner. <laughs> Genuinely terrifying, though. It always reminds yeah. me of um, Mike Bassett. That's what they parodied in Mike Bassett, isn't it? Where he's having the big... It's like in half time in two 0 down to the, in Mexicans. It's like England going to lose three 0 <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you uh, bleeped yourself out. Then that was pretty good. I like that. Yeah, I, I thought I'd start it. You know, it's been eight years. Eight years. I thought I'd start. It's, it's, it's too. Some people are watching this while they're putting the kids to bed. I'm a, I'm a family friendly entertainer, us. I'm, I'm available for bar mitzvahs. <laughs> Uh, title for the podcast I like a dress a dressing gown I think he means the title for the podcast yeah. do, I do, like a, do you like a dressing gown Ross are you a oh, pyjamas yeah. type of guy uh, mate I've got I've got a Stockport County dressing gown you don't oh, don't you worry same. about that <laughs> don't, worry, yeah. don't worry yeah. about that yeah um, is it silk more... <laughs> no it's not silk <laughs> No, it's not silk. Oh, I couldn't imagine. No, I don't don't want to do that. No. Um, but anything more about Barrow before we move on to Doncaster, so I can play my little clip as a as a as a as a as a cut. Anything more about Barrow? A transition. Can we? Uh, oh, transitioning's all the rage now, isn't it? Ooh, become a political football. Um, no, it's a normal football, not political ones. Uh, yeah, I'd I'd be very glad if we never had to go to Barrow again, which is a thing I must have said so many times over the years. 
Fair it's, it's just that, that that irony coming back to hit us again of dropping into non-league, having to play teams like Barrow and Harrogate, getting yeah. out of non-league, being like, yeah, we don't have to play that shit again. Yeah, can swear. <laughs> um, and, 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 now, and now it's just been like, oh, oh, we're back again. And it's not changed. It's just places like Barrow and Harrogate, the stadiums have just not changed since we played them in non-league. No. No. Um, no, I, they, uh, Barrow went out of the league just when I started going to County, but um, I think it was probably this. the first season I started going was 71, 72, and uh, I think they may have gone out either that season or the season before, but uh, it's amazing that they've actually returned in, in any kind of form because it's, oh. not, it's not like the sort of place where you can really... Players and they, they they train here, don't they? In Manchester, so, yeah, uh, yeah, Salford, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, yeah, actually, do you know what? When you, that season, uh, I'm gonna lose loads of listeners now, uh, 72 <laughs> 73. We they went out of the league 71 72 because we signed a few of their players, um, like Mick Hollis, uh, for the older viewers. Um, we got him and uh, Eddie Garbit. Eddie Garbett, um, who played against West Ham, we got him from Barry. So we uh, took, I wouldn't say they're better players, but some players from them. And I think Tommy Spratt as well. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll stop because... Uh, no, it's good, mate. It's good. It's good. Will, <laughs> <laughs> younger viewers will be uh, leaving the room. Well, what they but, should yeah. be doing, what they should be doing is going onto the Scan website and looking them up, looking up who they were and stuff, really, shouldn't they? Eddie That's what Garvey. they should be doing. Yeah. Eddie Garvey yeah. had a very uh, fast shot. I remember the Stockport Express did an article on how fast his shot was at the time. I thought he was the fourth division Peter Lorimer. Uh, but anyway, yeah. I digress. Well, we, we digress all the time on the show. So JK, uh, John Billsbury says Eddie Garvey had a yellow E-type jag. Yeah. If he recalls, remember, if he recalls he correctly. This is the type of stuff we want. This is it. He did. <laughs> And one time, right after we in that season, um, I was on the old pop side. Uh, I was only twelve or thirteen at the time, and they, they, the club got all these plastic footballs, and uh, they kicked them into the fans to, as as gifts for the fans. And I, Eddie Garbit launched one towards me, and I caught it. And uh, so. I wish I still had it, but... Oh, uh, that was going to be next question. That was going to be the next question if you still got it. That's how you ended up playing three games in net for counting. <laughs> yeah, but do you know that in those days as well, um, I'd, I'd sometimes go up to uh, Edgeley Park just to, I don't know, just to hang around. And uh, they used to train on the car park behind the Cheadle End mm. on just concrete. On the concrete. You think, for God's sake, you know, that's all they had, really. I'm sure they trained at Woodbank Park as well, but we watched them playing on, on the concrete with a couple of cones as goalposts. Um, but when, when you consider they beat West Ham with all World Cup winners in and all that sort of stuff. Martin Blimey. Peters, Jeff Hurst, Bobby Moore. That's why that was such an amazing game. Good stuff. Good stuff. Right, let's let's move I can on. From... See Nick glaze, you know? No, it's not. No, no, no. It, it, the only thing that makes me glaze over is just remembering what I'm like as a person, and that, that, that just <laughs> that just sends me over the edge. Um, 
Kath Shanley, loving Richard's recollections of old county players. Well, there'll be more of that later, Kath, uh, when we talk to Richard about him. Uh, but let's move on to Doncaster first. Oh. Doncaster, the Doncaster match on Saturday first. Uh, but before we do that, let me just play this little short video and then we'll get into Doncaster. If you're watching us on YouTube, please like, share and subscribe. And for the audio podcast, please rate, review and recommend us on whatever podcast player you are listening to us on. Cheers. Thank you. There we go. Hopefully we won't get copyrighted for that. Should be royalty free music. <laughs> the Ryan Rydell joke police will come after us again, won't they? Yeah, I know. Um, Doncaster on Saturday, then they're, like I said before, they're sat in 13th. We are in 5th. Uh, obviously, I think we went down a place because Northampton drew, didn't they? At Bar- uh, why did Northampton draw? This, Sol- this Salford and Barrow drew, didn't they? Yeah, Salford and Barrow both drew, didn't they? Um, yeah, what do you th- what do you think about Saturday, Richard? Uh, um, I, I'm I'm a pessimist usually, and I, I think most games something's going to go wrong. But I make an exception. I think we'll win on Saturday. I think Challenger was that livid, and uh, he, he will uh, he'll get something. Uh, I, I, it's a shame Madden's not back, but I've got. I wonder if they'll put. Um, Stratton him and give Alafi a, a, a nice. rest. Yeah. Uh, and then bring Alafi on a bit later and yeah. steer it out. But I I feel sorry for Byrne if he, he gets dropped because he's he's been good, you know. And in a funny way, if we'd have done it, played these last few games with Joe Lewis, I'm not saying we'd have done as well, but there wouldn't have been that feeling right. Horse falls straight back in now. Because uh, Joe, Lewis, he's only twenty-three. Joe Lewis, isn't he? But um, I think Byrne. I, I suppose he must know the score, mustn't he? Um, that he is on a short contract, and I'm not saying yeah. he'll definitely he'll definitely be dropped. But you'd think he'd want to get Horsfall back in as soon as possible, just for that playing out from the back. Yeah, that's it. I think if Horsfall comes back in Saturday, and then there's clear it's clear that. Is over his injury and everything. I won't, be, I won't be surprised to see Lewis go out on loan, maybe to National League yeah. before the before their window. Let's send him to Notts County. Let, let's just send everyone who's not playing <laughs> to Notts County to try and <laughs> try and try and get on that Wrexham documentary. That, that, that's it. Now I'm I'm playing a couple of games for Notts County. In case you were wondering, I'm I'm going to be uh, turning up for them. Yeah, that's what they need. I'll just I, I think we'd rather you went to Wrexham, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, right. me and the me and the boy Mullin up top, him, him knocking him on, and me just shanking him over the bar. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, 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 going back to Saturday, I wonder if Friday will start to give people like a, a little bit of a rest. Mm. I'm not massively sold on camps just yet. I think he's okay, and he, but you do wonder. He, he's um, you know like Lemonhead Evans or whatever his name is. He yeah. never got a chance. But if we persevered with someone like that, would we get? Would we have got something out of him? Because I, I watched. Um, some footage of him scoring a hat trick against Notts County for Torquay, and he—I know it's in the National League, but he looked a player. He looked a, a good player, but um, obviously challenging didn't fancy him. But um, the, the foot Crowsdale, 
he's played a lot of football, hasn't he, for, for the last two seasons. I just wonder if we didn't do well, did we, at the start of the season when he wasn't playing, but does he need a bit of a break? I don't know. He's going to make some changes, isn't he, Challenge. Yeah. Yeah, I think if Crowsdale does drop out, it'll be it'll be because he needs a break. Yeah, but we've got Davenport now for that position, haven't we? And he's yeah, he looks a quality signing. Um, yeah, can't disagree with any of that. I mean, I think there will be changes. It'll be harder to get eleven out of eleven on Fan Hub this weekend. Let's just let's just say that. Um, even if you've got a super sub and, and a poacher, um, I think it's going to be difficult. Are we are we agreeing then that there's no Madden and no Sars back this week, or is Sars in contention? Seems, seems that way. Seems it. I mean, Sass was, he was sat, I think he was sat on the bench on Saturday, but he wasn't on the bench. He was on the bench, but he wasn't on the bench. There's a paradox. But no, he wasn't in the, he wasn't in the squad. He's, anyway. he's hovering, he's hovering, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think, I think, um, I think Challenger really rates Sass a bit. There's, yeah. There's no doubt about it. And the other thing is with those three, Madden, Sarsvik and uh, Horsfall, Particularly um, the latter two, sorry, the former two. They've done, been and done it. You know, they, they've they've got promotions, and they are absolute key players for us. And we, you know, we've played, we've done amazingly well, given that they haven't been playing. So I think I think those three, uh, yeah. as we get in the running the season and all that, they've just Chan will be just wanting to use their mouse and their their experience just to hopefully see us over the line. But I'm, yeah. I'm quite optimistic. I think, do you know? I, I think, I think we'll make, make the playoffs. But I have a, sort of a, a, a theory: is that if we don't go up, it, it, it's not the end of the world. Because I think if if we kind of rush through the leagues really super quick, you get to that ceiling where it suddenly becomes right. This is, you know, you won't get the. The club will have to adapt to that, won't they? It, 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 say we get up to the championship, which would be fantastic, but then suddenly you yeah. just stay up, aren't you? Yeah. So you, you talk about all the things that's off the pitch stuff, really, where that needs to that needs to sort of grow in line with it, doesn't it? If you go yeah. if you go too quick, that falls behind, and vice yeah. versa, really. If we don't meet our targets, I mean, mm. I know they're going for promotion, but if we don't meet it in certain time frames, then the off the pitch stuff grows and the team doesn't. And then eventually you've got, you've got a white elephant, haven't you? Sat there, you know, with... I mean, I think we'll be top three. We'll be, we'll be top, we'll finish in the playoffs minimum, but I, I still think we'll finish in the automatic places. But then if we, if we are to go up this season, I think it will be two or three seasons in league one. Yeah. Whereas if, if we weren't to go up this season and then get rid of the, like tri- trim and streamline the squad a bit in the summer. Get rid of the players who aren't going to be probably aren't going to be contributing. Have a bit of a leaner squad. Know know from day one of the season what the best what his best team is going to be and everything like we didn't this year. And then I think it could be two successive promotions from yeah. League Two to the Championship. But yeah, it's no biggie if we don't go up this year. And I know that was the aim at the start of the season, but. That seems that that sounds that sounds very much like I'm like oh I didn't fancy her anyway, but I, I said I said all I said all, all along I think we'll go up anyway. So and, we, and you can check club, back. Do we get more money for being in League One than in League Two? Because the leap from National League to being in the league is massive, wasn't it? It's, yeah. I think we got ninety thousand from the for being in the National League, and we get about a million for being in League Two. So does it go up again in League I think One? It does, yeah, yeah. 
Not sure how yeah, much or whether it's significant change, but yeah, it, I think it does go up. If anyone wants to comment, if they know anything, then let us know and we'll we'll put the still not much in the way of TV get TV money though. I mean, I think no. I think uh, Sky have only shown like two League Two games this season, and yeah. they've both been Salford. I wonder, I wonder how they landed on Salford <laughs> as a team to, to pick. It's a weird one, isn't it? That's it. That's it. Yeah, they, they call it though the EF, the EFL, and it's it's ninety nine percent Championship matches, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, same, same really. I know there's obviously I follow in it, and for the clubs that haven't got I follow, we've got our own individual streaming thing. But but sure, well they're all over these these clubs when it's FA Cup time. They're mm. Absolutely all all over us all. But it's mad that we've, we've been on tel- we're on telly more in non-league than we are. Oh, it's the weirdest thing, isn't it? The national yeah. league. We were on. It was like Coronation Street, wasn't it? It's just. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, County are on the telly again. But that, I, mean, I thought the coverage was brilliant. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, um, and, and, and we came across well as a club, you know, the crowds and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And it did wonders for us. And then suddenly you get promoted and you're not on anything, are you? No, radio silence, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, wonder, I wonder when BT are going to get to that point this season because they've still got this pretense now where they will show like Wealdstone against Gateshead on a Saturday night or whatever. But what, we're getting to that point now where they're going to have to just start what, start showing Salford. Uh, sorry, not, not some Wrexham every week. That's yeah. that's Do you know when, like, when, like they <laughs> last season. when they have that Easter, not to count if you Wrexham, game i'd yeah. love it i'd love it if they showed wheelstone versus <laughs> showed <Eastly. Batman>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um yeah what do you what do you think about saturday nick what's are you are you are you are you with richard got good feelings got good vibes or so two nil county win what one goal in the first half another late on second half job done put put your money on get on sky right no, don't get on Skybet because the knobs. Go on, other betting providers are available. <laughs> or don't bet if you, you know, if you're having trouble gambling. Oh, don't bet. Um, yeah, if you, if you don't want to bet, don't bet. I mean, it's ridiculous how much of a that could be another podcast all of its own. Really, what I think about gambling <laughs> in football. Yeah, yeah. Young, young men with addictive personalities being made to wear clothes that fuel that on a weekly basis. Uh, I, I agree up. with you. Wind the score, though, never mind the uh, gambling, but the score, yeah, two 0 <laughs> well, well, well brought back, Richard. You can you can have my <laughs> job, mate. <laughs> well brought. Back. Here we go. We've, so, someone's looked it up. Cheers, Ian Dowden. Uh, League two receive nine hundred and two per season. League one one point three two. So not not an insignificant rise. It's worth four hundred grand. That's good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, get your predictions in. We'll put them up. So, uh, 2-0. Richard, you're just going, you've got just got your spidey senses the same win. Um, I'm going to say narrow win, but then I'm rubbish at this. <laughs> so, uh, I, th- I think we're going to get a narrow win. So, I'm going to go 1-0. Uh, Gaz Anderson says 4-0. So, obviously, very confident, Gaz Endo. And we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, right. You, you know, we've got the... It's It's... Financial year time, isn't it? So we're going to get the accounts have to be filed by thirty first of March. So we might see a a, a bit of that. It'd be interesting. Yes, well, that's, that's something to look forward to, isn't it? Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a feeling. I think I've got. I bet um, Kieran Maguire will probably post something about it before anything else. So keep I your ears up. 
if you look at Salford, right, at least we get, we sell out the ground. The, the hospitality seems to be doing great. Um, often you look at that and it's sold out. Um, so I, I, I don't doubt Stock's putting a lot of money into it, but there, there must be quite a fair bit coming the other way. And uh, yeah, I thought that Wrexham, I think they they made about 250k on the streaming. That, that yeah. Announced. Again, you just wonder, uh, is that a decent revenue source? I don't know. I, I, I'm sure they're not making any money. But, uh, no, they're definitely putting in, aren't they? But the, yeah. the, the, the promotion to the promotion to League Two has definitely softened the blow, should we say? Yeah. For this oh, year's uh, accounts. Yeah. I, I just wonder I'm... if we if we'd not gone up. Oh, year, yeah. That would have been significant, wouldn't it? For start, he would have been. Uh, yeah, he looked relieved, didn't he? Um, after that, uh, Halifax game, we all bloody did. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, know. I think very much, very much now we're speculating to accumulate because it's all about getting to the championship. And I think what a lot of people, when, when a lot of people tend to forget, when we do get to the championship, we'll probably be, we'll be selling players for like 10 12 yeah. million yeah. At, at that point. If we carry, if we carry on developing. But going yeah. for the development side of things like we are, then we, we will be sell, selling players to the Scottish Premier and to the Premier League for, for 10, 12 million, which will make a massive difference. That's, that's sustainability, well, isn't it? I mean, Will, will Collar could go for that now, you know. Yeah. Well, that was why I was glad that the age profile of the players we were signing uh, yeah. for this season was best. I, I can understand why in the National League we had to get people to get yeah. out. Um, yeah. it, it, even, I don't know, Rooney to an extent, although it wasn't particularly successful mm. but it was it was just means to an end and it paid off i mean madden uh, is a masterstroke signing really when you think about it um but it, 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 it but now we're getting these younger players yeah someone like joe lewis i'm not saying he'll make it but it's the right sort of player to get um because otherwise if you start trying to sign your um that fella from Notts county or or whoever it the, the, they were signed when they weren't necessarily that great. So we have to get those players that are just on the cusp of being great and yeah. and, and do it that way. Um, I, I wasn't comfortable with us with Shimenga and all that sort of stuff. I, I just thought, I don't know. When, when do you think we'll start dipping into the academy? And do you think they're ready? Uh, I don't know. Because I don't, I, it feels to me like the academy is a long-term project. They're probably not incubated yeah. Yeah. enough, and we're not we're yeah. not captured enough talent yet, and they've yeah. not sort of um, yeah incubated enough yet. But that'll be interesting when they start coming through, and what sort of talent we can bring through from there. Mm. I mean, Jim was um, great for bringing putting players on for their debuts and all that sort of stuff. Even yeah. sometimes very crucial games, you know. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't know, Cody Johnson. Yeah, definitely a good prospect. So uh, he's been doing well out on loan at Banbury as well at the moment. Mm. But uh, it's be a decent time of it. Yeah. No, yeah. it's all going well. It's all going well, isn't it? I mean, the thing is, you can moan about stuff and games and but if you take a few steps back and if you look at it from the perspective of someone who doesn't support county they probably think oh that's that's everything's going great and it is really um on, on and off the pitch so uh yeah we should we should all be happy i'm sure we are yeah, yeah. oh yeah um 
If you'd have come Even on Saturday, this... there wasn't much grumbling, I don't think. I didn't, I didn't tend to... I, I saw more people on message boards and stuff grumbling about people grumbling. About, about, grumbling about non-existent people grumbling. It's, it's weird. It's like, oh, what are you all moaning for? It's like, we're not. There's, there's no, no one, no one's moaning. Same in the Facebook group as well. I saw someone... I mean, I, I, won't, I won't say a name because it might embarrass her, but she, she posted something saying... Saying oh one nil defeat ah oh, well and then someone replied saying oh oh well show them which you of a fan you are so, well no it just it happens doesn't it it's happened to every football club since the dawn of time and it'll happen again just just one of them things isn't it but yeah yeah but you know you know it does uh, grind my gears though Nick when when we lose our first match in fat in six or so five on the spin whatever and we lose and we lose against Barrow. That people just reply with that was rubbish, shit. Should have never have lost that. It's like have some context. We were. I know. I know. I'm going to say something now. People will reply with something else that I've seen. But five, four, five, four years ago, we're playing semi-professional regional football. I know we've had investment and stuff, and people will say, "Yeah, but you can't say that because it knows no, blah blah blah." But just have some context about it. It really it grinds me gears when people react to something. Go, that was shit, rubbish, rubbish, pathetic. It's a disgrace. It's like it's one defeat in six or whatever. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I do, I do I, think um, the, the um, there's a reason why they're all posting on message boards and not working for a football club because <laughs> the, you know the I, I love the fact that some people post as if they're the, the way the seriousness of the post about their players as if they know more than anyone else and this player's rubbish. And, and and this player and they should do this that and the other and and you know Chalmers got it wrong and all this sort of stuff and you think every game you got is like a chess match, isn't it? Like mm. the other the opposition in this league, they're they're all good. You know, most of them are decent managers, and sometimes you get outfoxed. You know, and mm. but, you know, and that that that's what happens, but. Um, Tell you what, Richard, as, as a fellow yellow border, I know exactly who you're talking about there. <laughs> is it weird that as soon as you started saying it, I'm like, yeah, I know what he means. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, it's just that when uh, a player has a, a bit of a bad spell, a couple of bad games, that's it. There's a reason why they haven't made any progress in their career or why they've not done this. And, <laughs> uh, and he's had a couple of bad games. That happens, you know. I, I, yeah, George Best used to have bad games. Uh, it it yeah. just happens, you know. Um, the ones when he was sober, mainly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, yeah. When he played, I saw him play for County, by the way. I went to those games. Oh, excellent. oh nice. Yeah. So, in fact, it's a good time to come on to you, actually, Richard, now. So, that's, that's why I did that. You yeah. Do you know what? He's, he's, see, this he's, is it. He's going to be doing his own podcast next week, isn't he? I can see it. I can see it. It's better than us. He's, he's, he's obviously watched this, show for so, he's watched this show for so long and thought, right, I won't do what they normally do. I'll I'll bring a bit of slickness into it. And it's good. I like it. We might we might try this in future, us. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Apart from the technical stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, technical, schmechnical. Oh, oh well. Um, Why don't you talk about how two you, you two met before? Because you teased it at the start, and I can see mm. the the county county nation is gagging to know. Just so <laughs> I just so just just so I can take the piss of it. Yeah, go on. Do you want to do you want to say say it, Richard? Do you want to tell? Well, I, I, I was I was a bit drunk, so 
<laughs> I played. I was playing in a band. I played in a band. We were playing at the Crown in uh, Redbury, which is a big man city pub, and uh, our band was playing. And there was a big coach load of city fans come back from Nottingham, and I'm there. And I thought I, I, I usually try and get a county mention in at some stage, and then I looked over and I saw this uh, handsome looking fella uh, at the bar. Wasn't there? Thought, no, just, wasn't there. <laughs> and I thought I recognise him. I'm sure. And then it dawned on me: it's uh, Scarf Vergara Warman. So I, I called it out inside. Uh, some city, a couple of city fans did boo when I started talking about county, but um, most of them were okay, weren't they? Uh, so yeah. we got That's coming up you out in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, so yeah, that was it. So uh, I went over. I'd, Introduced myself and uh, then you invited me on the show and this is it. So did, did you enjoy the gig, Russ? Oh, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, I think when I came in, you did um, you did a David Bowie song straight away. As soon as I came in, I was like, yes, I'm liking this because we, we we were kind of scratching around for somewhere to go. Honestly, we we didn't know what you were on. We'd, we'd never been in the Crown before, but we live around the corner. And we went to Stockport oh. and the uh, the market had a water issue, so none of the pubs were open. It all shut <laughs> because they had a water issue. So we got a taxi up to the Rising Sun and then went, should we go to Crown? Because they have live music on in there. Walked in. Yeah, and then your first song was a David Bowie song. And I, was, I said to Claire, I said, we're staying in here. <laughs> <laughs> staying, <laughs> so, yeah, 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 he really enjoyed it. Really worth really worth watching. Is it the still? The still? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah but um, we, we started at school, funnily enough, um, back in 1978, 77, wow. 78. But when... There's one original member from then, Pete, and um, yeah, we, when we had kids and all that, we stopped playing, and then we started playing again, and um, yeah, but we thought we'd do it, just do covers and just do it for the fun of it and all that, because we used to do original material back in the day. But anyway, this is not a music podcast, is it? But oh, it can no, be. It oh, we love, we love it. We love music, mate. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. funnily enough, um, very. We had a in. In about 79, we recorded a song called 9.5, right? And uh, Dave Espley, by the way, he's he's quite a big fan of that. And I, I think he is. Well, he told me he was, but that's what I've been. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, um, so John Peel played it on, on his show. Wow. Um, which was a, a highlight. It was downhill from there, but we played the De- Deeply Vale Festival. In, um, and we were still at school when we played this festival. But um, the Cherry Red um, records are reissuing it, believe it or not, in May. And I think, how has this happened? It's really weird that they picked up on this. I think they do an album of obscure Manchester acts from the late 70s, early 80s. And uh, they're picking up on that. So that's good. Uh, After all the time. Yeah. Nice. Cherry Red, the home of the fall. So it all links in. It's like a new rush. Yeah, well, I, actually, I know Mark Mark Riley. I know him quite well, actually. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, you, but Richard, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a friend request straight away after this now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only, only um, because because a friend of mine was uh, went out with um, Mark Riley's wife's. Uh, oh, I'm trying to work it out. Yeah, Mark Riley's wife's brother was a friend of mine. Um, but so, uh, and I got to know him. He invited me down to the studio and I, he, when Six Music, um, 
and we, we, when Wire, the band Wire, were playing, and uh, which was great, you know, I was in there in the studio with him and that. So, yeah, he's a good bloke. You just all all your mentions in the last ten minutes have just ticked, ticked all the boxes. Right, we're not doing a county podcast anymore. Ross. We're just going to talk music every week. Because if it's if every week if every weekend is going to be like Saturday was, then this will probably be better. Well, anyway, we better crack on with the footy because I made a chili before, and I'm, I'm stuck. <laughs> Annie's made a chili. <laughs> Dream guest. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, yeah, well, it's, it, just I mean, we're going to wrap up soon anyway because we we've been we have been chatting on. But the final thing that I wanted to speak to you about was um, about what we alluded to at the very top of the show was you sort of your not so much your first match and your best match or anything like that, but growing up at that time because this this is this is during re-election, isn't it? You know, mm. when we county, we what was it like supporting county and what were the crowds like? What was the what was what was the place like? Well, the funny thing was, um, I it's embarrassing to say this, but in the when Man United won the European Cup in '68, I didn't really know anything about Stockport County, and so because of George Best, I was whispering a uh, red for a bit. But um, mm. what happened was, yeah, <laughs> my dad wasn't. My dad, my brother mentioned Stockport County a couple of times, and and in the late sixties, I remember driving past going to the swimming baths, um, and the floodlights were on, so it, it piqued my interest a bit. I thought, what's going on here, you know? And then my dad said, he took me to, uh, he didn't like football, but he took me to a United v Liverpool game in about nineteen seventy, and there was loads of fighting and all this sort of stuff. He said, I'm not taking you there again, and I kind of lost interest really um in in united thank god anyway a mate of mine um said i sell crisps around the perimeter at county uh, why i can get you in and that was the gillingham game so he he'd walk around with a, a tray of crisps selling them to the supporters so i went and uh i just thought this is it this is where this is the place i belong you know and I don't know why, because there's probably only about 2,000 there, but it just felt right, you know. And then at school, there was a couple of other county fans and there was a, a, a guy who was a year older than me who was at a different school who, was, who knew my brother. And he was a county fan, so we started let's start going regularly. And so this, uh, I went to a few games and that's 71, 72, but 72, 73. That was actually um, a brilliant... It was a good season, even though we only came 11th. But it's just they had that great cup run, you know, with uh, Crystal Palace and West Ham and uh, fantastic. And um, But I didn't know much about how bad the finances were or anything like that. You know, I just went and, mm. you know, it was 20p to get in, 5p for the programme. And uh, so the following season, I thought, oh, we finished 11th, we're going to go up. You know, because I just thought that's how it worked. You know, we can beat West Ham. And we, we finished bottom of the whole... <laughs> it was the worst ever. But I still went to every game. But it was so... Uh, uh, and, yeah, 1,800, 2,000 crowds. And just and from there on in until Danny Bagara and uh, Brendan Elwood came in. Yeah, it was 20 years of just grimness. But there, there was a gallows humour and... Uh, uh, you know, there's still something about it. And I remember there's people I see now at games who I don't even know their names. 
uh, but we're going back then. And I remember we're at Scunthorpe, uh, there was, uh, I think it was 1975, and we needed a point to finish fifth bottom, which meant we didn't apply for a re-election. And we watched it, and it was nil-nil, but everyone had their radios like, and we <laughs> Anyway, um, this guy who I see, and I still don't know him, just said, crew of lost, crew of lost. So it meant we, we'd stayed off and we fifth spot. Everyone ran on the pitch and they were cheering the players off like they'd, honestly, he was I like, got promoted. <laughs> and amazingly, a, a national newspaper, something like the Daily Express, did a little report. He said, you'd have thought they'd won the World Cup. The way yeah. the fans reacted to finishing fifth bottom of the fourth division, but you, you know everything of footballs—it's all about context, isn't it? And so yeah. all, everything's yeah. relative. But yeah, but then um, very quickly, obviously, when Bogara came in and and uh, were brilliant, just everything just changed, uh, and we couldn't believe it because we were actually paying money for players. I don't know when you guys started going, but. Just to be able to start, you know, because we everything was on on the free transfers, and uh, it, when Eric Webster was manager, and somehow we drew with Liverpool. We only had a squad of about fourteen or fifteen players. You know, absolutely ridiculous. Um, but um, I don't know. Uh, so something about the club, isn't there? It's just um, it, it, I don't know. It's just all the people around it. Steve Bellis, I've known for years, and uh, Kenny Boxall, and all those guys, and. Yeah, it's just a great club, isn't it, to be part of, and uh, it, it 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 doesn't feel too big, if you know what I mean. It feels if you want to get involved with it, you can do, which is good. Yeah. Did you hear that, Russ? Kenny Boxall. Yeah, I was going to pick up on that. Yeah, yeah. Did I say it wrong? Yeah. Well, no, no, you know. said it right. Well, we don't know. We don't know. Right. we don't know. We don't know if you said it right or wrong. <laughs> yeah. This is going to haunt our dreams for so I long. know. I know. No, yeah. that's. Uh, but the, the the worst time, without a doubt, was the South Sharks, and that's the only time I just oh, yeah. completely. I started missing games. I thought, and, and it was just dreadful, wasn't it? But um, I don't know. There was even a time where I thought, I just hope it all goes to pieces, you know, like because there yeah. just seemed to be no hope, you know, and it just was. But when when they went and Bellis came back and all that, I just thought, yeah, my chance now. I mean, but yeah, it's been a hell yeah. of a yeah, yeah. That's that we we I mean we've done the Dark Day series, haven't we? And I think we covered it from 2005 when Kennedy came in. Yeah. To and the, yeah 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 the and then came in, didn't it? Uh, well was it 2005 when he left? I can't it was 2003 remember. that he came in because we just dropped. Yeah, we got relegated from the championship in 2002, and it was a year or two after that that he came in. I think. Yeah. So anyway, it was. We that we charted it from when he came in to, and we we say that it ended the dark days, ended in our in well in our context, uh, when Steve Bellis and George Hudson came in. That's right. Yeah, I, so think, that, it, I think that's right. Yeah, but Bellis is, um, yeah, he's. It, I used to go to the supporters club uh, do was at the bungalow in the eighties, yeah. which he used to host with um, with Kelly Box. not many people went, but you know. His, his energy and everything and all the things he'd done is fantastic but um, yeah it's all good though isn't it now well it is now isn't it we've come through a lot haven't we even I know go, yeah. I know, I know it must have been bad in the 70s and that and 80s applying for re-election but that, that time under 
you know, not having a club, and you know, seeing the mm. pictures and all the stuff from the from the cheerleading skips and things. That must, you know, that's yeah. Being, yeah. You know, the club, the club shop being in a box around yeah. the corner. You know, it's yeah. horrible, mm. horrible. But yeah, we're all uh, we're all good now, though, aren't we? <laughs> so yeah, I'll tell you one very, very, very quick story though about uh, music because um, after. Uh, in the 90s, 80s, 90s, I, I did quite a lot of songwriting for people, but I, I was the unlucky elf of um, of music because I had things like Yaz. Do you remember Yaz? Um, she recorded one, a song that day, and I thought, this is it, this is it. But then her husband was the manager of the record company, and they got divorced, so he, she, he said, I'm not going to release that. Oh. And then, then there was... Um, Days of Thunder, because uh, I was managed by uh, a guy called John Nolan, uh, a record producer called Paul Duffy, and he said, I've got, we've got an opportunity to write some music for Days of Thunder. So I got the script and everything, and I wrote with this guy I wrote with, and, and then, um, you know, it wasn't used, basically. So uh, the other thing was, there was this Japanese band called, they were called Shasha and Asuka, right? And it's C-H-A-G-E and Asuka. And uh, they uh, they were doing they're very it's a cliche big in Japan but they're huge there but they wanted to do an English language um, record and so they asked me to write a song with them and I did it and at the time I was skint because we had the kids and everything and I thought I'm not this will do nothing and um, and they said well you can either have a royalty or you can have one thousand five hundred quid for the for the work and I said <laughs> is there, I said county of flame it was in the um jeff eckhart era and he said could i'll do that if you can get me a flight from london to manchester so i can get back in time for the, the match and um they said yeah we'll do that so i got 1500 quid and I, they they flew me back to get to the game anyway unlucky elf a, a bit later a part of that music Part of that music was used in the in the film Pearl Harbor. No way. So, <laughs> but I signed away uh, everything for a flight to watch County and One Thousand. Wow. Well, there you go. Oh, I <laughs> but if if you hadn't signed it away, I mean, would would that have earned you a pretty pretty I penny? Don't, I, I don't know. I really, I don't know. It might have done, but you know, it's just one of those things, isn't it? But um it's hard to tell but i just thought i needed the money at the time to be honest mm. <laughs> and the, the thing is it's so it's it's uh, as creme brulee said it's a shit business so uh yeah and <laughs> but to be honest I'd, 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 I'd had enough of it but by then and i was happy to just go back to a normal job and so did yeah. did, did you know that it was going to pearl going in the film no, pearl no, no, oh no. you just sat there watching it going like that it was uh, it was literally only about 10 15 seconds of it when they um off the the, the planes coming off the the ship thing or whatever it's called yeah uh, it was only brief brief but it was just one of those things in it that uh, that's quality I yeah. love that. <laughs> and on that bombshell Yes, and on that bombshell, we should probably think about wrapping it up. Have we got any admin? Yeah. I don't think we have, have we? We're doing some. We're doing some podcasts soon with some different people. Um, statue podcast. That will be next week. Yes, yeah. There's there's a there's a big co-op announcement regarding the funds for the Danny Bagara statue, which 
which they'll be doing on a pod with us, which we'll be recording on Monday night and then releasing it well straight away, won't we? Yeah, yeah, to patrons first, but then yeah. We'll do it live on air. No, like. probably just probably. Well, let's not have a production meeting now. We'll discuss no, that no, later. not the best time for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, uh, Richard. Thank you so much for coming on. I have saved a comment here from somebody who said, um, "What a guest Richard is! Really entertaining." Thank you to him, and that's from Rusty Bar. Uh, so a lot him. of love for you. Um, definitely thanks, have you back on. Uh, that's... Now, now you've got over your technical Thanks, issues, Mom. we'll definitely have you back yeah. on. It's <laughs> better than the usual two dickheads we have on air, anyway. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Happy <laughs> um, Hatter says, love Richard getting back. And John Billsbury, cracking episode, Richard, is excellent, I think he means. There, not was. Um, so, yeah. Um, and with that, we will see you all at Doncaster on Saturday. And we will speak to you and see you and hear you next week. And also, don't leave, Richard. You, you didn't tell him not to I didn't, leave. No, I, oh, I didn't have time. So, yeah. So we can thank you properly after the show, yeah. Stay, stay online. Stay online I for will. a second until this ends. All right. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers, mate. This episode of the Scarf Begala War was written, recorded and produced by Russ Johnson and Nick Lee. The music on the opening titles was produced by Dan Johnson. Subscribe wherever you get your content, as well as finding out how to join the TSBW fan club. Check out the links in the description or go to all the W's, scarfbegalawar.co.uk. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.